0: Hey everyone, uh, welcome back and good morning. It's currently 9.51 a.m. and it's nice and sunny and hot outside today. Uh, So yesterday I was able to um, work a little bit more on developing the site for the biogas digester that's coming in. And so um, because it's on a slight hill or a slope, um, obviously I have to raise the grade of the ground on one side um, to meet the other side, to become a level. Um, so what I started doing was I used a skidster. I still have that big, massive hole in my front yard, and it actually has really, really good um, dirt. Um, the only thing, it, there's not much rocks in it at all. I think there's only like three, three rocks that I found so far. Um, so I'm pulling out those rocks, obviously, because I don't want no rocks in my dirt or anything pokey. Um, but I'm using that to float over the area, of where the ball gas digester is going to be going um, so i just went and dumped dumped, dump and start backblading to start you know making a, a level bed for it um now with that said um i took probably let's see one two three four five i think maybe five maybe five or six um buckets load, bucket loads with my skidster of nice clean dirt and dumped it over there now today my game plan is i have some leftover building materials um, like lumber and stuff and i'm going to build a frame kind of like you would build a frame for pouring a concrete slab you know where you connect your your frame either square or whatever style that you want and i'm going to be using concrete pins to level off the top of that frame that way i know the top of that frame is level because i need to build the dirt up to that level like when you're just eyeballing it, when you don't have a gauge, you know, you could actually be off quite a bit. And so because it's a bigger area, I'm going to dig through my scrap pile. I'm going to look for some 2 by 4s and some 2 by 6s On the low end, I'm going to use a 2 by 4 On the higher end, I'm going to use maybe a, probably a 2 by 6 um, Screw them all together, cut them to length, and then, like I said, put some concrete pins in the ground to lift it up, level it off, and then that way now all I have to do is um see how much more dirt I may need. I may not need any more dirt or I might need some, and if I need some, I can go and you know scoop up some more dirt, fill it up in there, and then what I'm doing is because the dirt is kind of fluffy, um like you know like dust, um, I'm watering it down to to help start the compacting process so yesterday, after I dumped all those loads, I went out there with the water holes and just kept spraying the dirt you know, getting the dirt soaking wet, because as you start soaking the dirt, it starts compacting down and starts compressing more because of the water and the weight of the water as well. And it also stops it from being so dusty. So um, I started doing that multiple times yesterday and it started to help compact it down already. So today, after I build the frame and I fill it up with the dirt up to the top, so I know it's level, I'm going to soak down all the dirt again And then I'm going to walk around on it and start compacting it down. Um, I can either technically drive on it with the skidster because the skidster is really heavy. And the skidster wheels will help compact it down really fast already. And then um, I'll just have to fine-tune the edges, you know. So all I got to do is just drive back and forth um, to help compact most of it down. And then just got to final touch it with um, a compactor, you know. And you can use anything that's really heavy. I mean, a lot of people just... You know just walk around on it you know at the body weight um per square inch right so if i'm you know say 160 pounds or 150 pounds that's 150 pounds per square inch on each foot well, uh, inch underneath your your foot <laughs> right so um there's many ways to compact it down but the frame is actually going to stay there because the frame is also going to help tie in um when i get ready to put the hoop greenhouse on <coughs> So um yeah that's exactly what I want to do. I just got to build the frame today. Um get enough dirt in there, start compacting it all down, and then basically the foundation is complete. Uh and then all I have to do now is um wait for my radiant radiant floor heating tubing to come in. That's the um PEX oxygen barrier. We don't have that locally here because we're in Hawaii. And we don't normally, in fact, I don't know anyone that uses floor, in-floor heating. Just because we're in a tropical environment, it's usually warm. Um, So, you know, it's not one of those things that where we have snow and it's freezing, you know, that kind of stuff. So, it's it's not something we can just buy from the store here. (laughs) Believe me, I tried. (laughs) So, I ordered some in. Um, As soon as it comes in, I'm going to come up with a, a style of a spiral or a grid. Um, then I'm gonna put that radiant heat in, which is basically gonna sit on top of the dirt that I'm f- excuse me guys, on top of the dirt that I'm leveling off, I'm gonna be leveling off today. And then I'm gonna um, unfold the biodigester and set the biodigester up on top of it. And as it gets full, it's gonna slowly push the radiant heat piping down into the dirt to inset it in the dirt. And then the dirt will act as a um insulator by itself to help um keep the heat more you know um central. Um it's kind of like if you were putting in-floor heating in a concrete slab, the concrete that's surrounding that pipe is helping to radiate the heat out from the pipes. So it's kind of the same theory. Um, But the weight of the biodigester will definitely push the pipes into the dirt. They won't smash the pipes but it will definitely push it into the dirt. Um, And then that way it's inset in the dirt. So it's going to be really nice. Um, And then after that process is done. I can then um, get all my PVC pipes together and start making all the hoops. And then after that, I just got to tie some things in to make a sturdy frame for it. And then I can drape the plastic over, make it nice and tight. Um, you know, put some boards and stuff to screw it down and hold it down. And then i want to put ropes, um, cro- multiple crossways over the um, hoop greenhouse. And that's because we have high winds here. So I want to make sure I can lock the greenhouse down. Even if the wind was to come and blow the greenhouse, the hoop greenhouse away, the biodigester would be perfectly fine because the biodigester holds over a thousand gallons of water. So there's no way the wind's going to move the biodigester, right? I mean, I won't even physically be able to move it. Hell, I don't even think, I don't know, I don't even think my skidster could could move that. No, I don't think so. So I think it's like 1,200 um, 1, gallons. We're pretty close to 1,200 gallons. So that's a lot of weight. Water is really heavy, really heavy. I mean, when I have an IBC tank filled up with water, my skidster's struggle is to lift that up. And in fact, even some of the newer skidsters that I, I've used in, um, recently, they can't even lift that up, you know? <laughs> so it's it's it, water is really heavy. So um, yeah, that's the game plan. Um, I'm gonna build my frame out today, get everything leveled off to where I need it. Um, And then basically, all I have to do is wait for the radiant PEX tubing to come in, the oxygen barrier one, uh, and then the biodigester. Um, The biodigester, technically, I'm tracking it. It's supposed to arrive tomorrow. Um, Tomorrow is Friday, the 11th. So it's supposed to arrive tomorrow, but it's okay okay if it does get delayed a little bit. Obviously, I want it in, so I have it on hand. Um, But the oxygen barrier PEX that I'm waiting to come in, won't come in until um, next week, a little ear- earlier next week. Um, so it's not like I could just set up the biodigester as soon as I get it anyway. Because I want to make sure I put that um, oxygen barrier, radiant heat tubing underneath the biodigester. So um, I do have you know, a few days at least before I can actually um, start filling up the biodigester. But once the radiant piping is in, then I can go ahead and fill up the biodigester and actually start the process up already. Um, And then as far as building the hoop tent, I can take my time building that. It doesn't have to be done right away. Um, But if if most of you guys see how I am, I'm very, um, you know, goal-oriented. So if I start something, I'm going to want to try to get it done as fast as possible just so I can be done with it and move on to, you know, other projects we have going on. So, yeah. um, Luckily, I have a lot of concrete stakes and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm just going to... Uh, though here's the hardest part for me right now it's not building the frame it's it's not any of this stuff the hardest part for me right now is deciding the size of the frame for the biogas digester or the hoop tent technically because i want it i don't want it too small where it just covers it and i can't walk around the biodigester and inspect things and and keep an eye on things so obviously it needs to be big enough where i can still walk around on the inside um, of the biodigester. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. Uh, and, you know, still have some functionality inside of the hoop greenhouse. If I make it too small, then I'm really limiting, you know, what I can do on the inside as far as walking around, doing inspections, you know, that kind of stuff, checking the temperature and all of that. So that's where I'm at right now. So I do have the dimensions of the biogas the, um, digester that I purchased. So I'm going to um, mark that out on the ground just so I have a, you know, visual of how how long, how wide it's going to be on this um, area where I'm putting it. And then from there, I can make a judgment call on, you know, how much wider do I want it and how much longer do I want it, you know. Um, obviously, on the front side and the back side of the biodigester, I need a little bit more room. The front side is because I'm going to be walking in there and throwing all the food waste in, right? And then so I need a little bit of room to to maneuver and, and feel comfortable and not crammed. And then on the exit side, um, obviously I'm going to need room because I'm going to have to put a bucket um, or a decent-sized bucket and still have enough room to walk around the back side of it. Um, that way I can, you know, if I have to change out my, um, you know, sump pump or whatever, the sump pump is going to be used to pump the fertilizer out of the buckets to the garden that we're building. So, you know, I want to have room for all that. So I got to account for these things. I can't just build a frame and then, oh yeah, it's going to fit in there. Then once I put everything together and I'm like, oh my God, there's, yeah, it fits in it, but there's no room for me to do anything, (laughs) you know? So you have to account for these things. So that's actually my hardest part right now is actually deciding the size of it. So until I go outside and start visually, start marking things out and start getting a good idea of the ground and how big of a structure this thing is going to be, um, only then will I know what I'm going to end up doing. So, yeah, um pretty excited guys. Pretty, pretty excited. Um now here's the thing. I took all that dirt from the hole in my front yard. The, and now keep in mind I was filling up the hole. I started filling it up because I don't want a big hole in my front yard. But then I started thinking the only way for me to level this off is two ways. Either I gotta get dirt and compact the dirt down, or I have to bring in a dump truck of sand or um, you know, maybe three-quarter minus gravel or you know, that that situation, and that's gonna cost money. Uh, a dump truck full of sand. I think not. Yeah, a dump truck full of sand is. I think it's like three hundred and sixty or three hundred and eighty dollars. Because I've actually bought plenty of dump trucks <laughs> over the over the years, especially when I built my off-grid home. We had to mix all the concrete for the footings, um, for the four, the four corners plus the two shear walls under my home, and that took. I think it took three dump truck loads of sand. No, 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 sorry. It took two dump truck loads of sand and... No, 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 no. I think it was... It was either one dump truck or two dump truck loads of sand and two or three dump truck loads of gravel, of the rock itself, to mix into the, you know, the sand to make your own concrete. So back then, um, you know, it was about 320 and that was what a couple what four or five years ago at least now so the price has gone up obviously and i've actually purchased probably about oh man 20 something dump truck loads of three quarter minus gravel for my other project on the other side of the island and that's also very expensive so i was trying to figure out a way that i could use what i have available to me that's not going to cost me any more money you know, and so obviously, this big hole in my front yard has really good dirt with no rocks and nothing in it. Um, so, I decided to go back into the hole and steal more dirt out of this hole to basically create a nice big bed um, to level off the area for the biogas bio digester. Uh, and then, what I'll do is over time, I will just, you know, take more dirt from all over and start filling that hole back in as time goes on. So, it's not essential that I fill the hole in right away, because it's, you know, not in the way of anybody, it's right in my front front yard, so it's not such a big deal to get it filled in right away, but obviously I don't want a hole in my front yard, (laughs) so I do have to cover that in eventually, but yeah, I'm using the free material that's available to me, you know, so yeah, um, I'm about to go out there and just start looking at the lumber I have available to me, Um, start marking out, getting a good idea of what it's going to start looking like, and then just go from there. There's no right or wrong. You know, it's just going to be preference of how big and how long, you know, or I should say how wide and how long, you know, I want it. And it's vice versa for you. If you plan on doing something very similar to what I'm doing, you know, it's just preference. Maybe you don't need that much room to go around it, you know, but for me, I would like to have a room to, to, you know, um, to inspect things and just to keep an eye on things. If it's too small, it's going to be harder to, to deal with it. So you know you got to think about it like that uh and then once i get the frame installed today the dirt in it and compacted um i need to start looking at i have three solar hot water heating panels that i'm not using that's downstairs because right now i have i think four solar hot water heating panels tied onto my off-grid home that supplies hot water in fact let me look out my back window one two three four yes So I have the four there that a lot of you have seen in my videos and actually me constructing it and putting it together and all that. And those are working great. But I do have three additional panels that I didn't use that I got for free, actually. These other three I got for free. (coughs) So I'm going to pick one or two panels out of it. And I got to get a game plan together of how I'm going to mount this because I do have to create some type of ground mount um, for this other panels that in this panels are going to run the hot water through the radiate um tubing um for underneath the biodigester to keep the biodigester nice and warm so obviously i need to pull them out look at the shape they're in see what because one of one of them i believe was in kind of bad shape but was still usable and here's the thing guys i don't care about what it looks like as long as it's functional right and plus two i got it for free so i can't complain about you know what shape it's in um, but I need to do an experiment take a look at them get a good size comparison of where i'm going to put them and then come up with a good idea of how to mount this thing as cheap as possible but as solid as possible now i'm not a firm believer of using wood for a frame that's outdoors that's not covered by an eave because it's going to rot wood will rot over time unless you have a roof line that is you know exceeding that structure like most houses in order to help protect it from the moisture and the rain and the water from rotting. So, yes, my house is built out of wood, but I have a roof that covers everything, right? So my house will be here for a very long time. But when you're outside and it's only for a solar panel mounting bracket, I don't want to make it out of um, wood because there's nothing covering it and protecting it. And even if I paint it and all that, it's just going to rot. I have these um, galvanized steel poles in the ground that I built my solar, um, both solar um, systems on. And they'll be be there for decades and decades. I mean, I'll probably be dead and gone and these will still be standing, you know. (laughs) So, there's no maintenance, you know. I don't have to worry about it rotting out um, in my lifetime at least. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my thinking process. Now, the other thing is too, I do have steel available to me that I have leftover steel that I can build something out of. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about doing that. If I do use regular steel, um, I'm going to obviously um, treat it, uh, and then um, oil-based um, primer and paint it, multiple um, paint you know jobs on it to help protect it. And then I, I don't feel bad about doing that because I've used steel in the field um, with um, all kinds of things um, out in the weather. And as long as you, you, you treat it and you protect it correctly, it, it'll last decades and decades and decades. So, I do have steel available to me. I do actually have some galvanized um, steel, but very slim amounts of it. So, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it work with some galvanized pipe or square tubing. Uh, I have to look outside and see what I have available to me. But that's the thing. Always look around your surroundings. You know, like some people say, oh, clean up your yard. You know, like in the videos. They see my video and stuff. Well, you got to remember, we live on a ranch right? We, we're not trying to have a perfect yard. You know, we need things and we, we, have, to, we have to put stuff somewhere. We're always doing something. We're either fencing, repairing, um, you know, we're always got these different projects going on. And unless you're going to build a massive warehouse to put all this stuff in, well, guess what? It sits outside. That's just how it is. Now, there's a difference between what I'm doing and people that are just junking up their property. All, all the stuff that I have actually has a good value that I saved. Because a couple of years ago, I brought in multiple roll-off dumpsters, and I filled them up with all the trash I had. I went through everything, and I threw away all the trash that didn't have value that I didn't need, and I got it off this property. So there's no, there's not so much trash anymore. It's you know usable stuff that I can use for the ranch or projects or whatever. So um, it's nice to have like a um, boneyard or a junkyard. Or just, uh, you know, where all your stuff is located so you can kind of go through and weed through it. Like right now, I have enough lumber in a pile out there to easily build a frame or multiple frames, right? Um, I have enough steel outside so I can construct a a steel frame if I needed to for the solar hot water heating panels. So it's nice to have these things, you know? Because if not, then I would be running back and forth to town purchasing these things, you know? So, but yeah that's the game plan today guys get my idea together as far as the size and you know all of that's concerned and just start getting things ready one step at a time now the ironic thing is tonight i will actually be leaving the off-grid home i'm going to be going to my other home because i'm actually doing another fencing job out there (laughs) so we're doing i'm doing two fencing jobs one on the off-grid home which is a really big project and then i have a smaller one um, at my other home, I'm putting a wood fence in the front of the property. And, um, the reason why things are changing a little bit is because the other day I brought the bulldozer down and because the radiator was leaking and we took that radiator to the same place that fixed my oil intercooler and my radiator on my skidster to see if they could fix it. And they said it was going to cost about $3,000 to fix that radiator on the bulldozer. So that's a lot of money. And so at this point, um, you know, we're going to sit in lingo for a little bit because, you know, we're going to debate our options, either pay them three or four thousand dollars to fix the radiator. Um, or we're going to go and see if we can find another radiator that's a used radiator, but in good shape. That's not leaking uh, for a fair price for this bulldozer. So, you know, there's going to be some time down right now because of the bulldozer being down. Um, the other option is don't fix the radiator right now on the bulldozer and just continue and just put the fence in. Um, because there's only three boulders right now that's sticking out of this rock face or this hillside that's in the way but i have worked on these boulders for a while now so they're a lot smaller than they originally was and so technically we could just run the fence around the boulder at this point so it's not like it's a you know end all game at this point if the bulldozer is broken because technically i could just Um, We could just put the fence right around it. It wouldn't be a straight line at that point. It'll be straight line up until where we have to go around the boulders, which looks ugly, but it's on the very back of the property. No one ever sees it. You know, there's no one's ever going to see it except for us. So, you know, that is an option. Obviously, we're trying to make a nice straight fence line as much as possible. But, you know, when you have these types of obstacles in your way and things breaking down, it is what it is. (coughs) So. I don't feel like spending three or four thousand dollars right now on a radiator when it's not necessary. Now, if we were still in the beginning stages or halfway or even three quarters of bulldozing the road and all that stuff back there, then yes, we need to spend that money because we still have a lot of work to do. But I've already used that machine quite a bit, like tons, and I've already got 99% of it done, except for these little, not little, but these boulders sticking out. So um, yeah, I don't see the value in spending three or $4,000 right now when I can just run the fence line right around it at this point. So, But we'll see. We're going to look around and see if we can find a used one, um, either locally or online, and um, we're going to explore those options, um, see what the cost would be, and see if we can get it shipped in, if we can find something. So, uh, That's what's happening at the ranch. But yeah, tonight I will be going back to the other side of the island. I'm going to take my skidster with me because the... In the front of the property, I currently have chain link fence, um, but I'm putting privacy fence and privacy gates in and everything else on this property. So I'm actually gonna be removing the chain link fence itself, but all the poles will stay in place. So I need to go out there, cut all the, the ties, roll up the chain link fence, use this, because sk- the chain link fence is heavy. Use the skidster to pick up the rolls that we un- you know that we're rolling up and load it onto my trailer. Uh, and then that way I can get ready to start putting the the wood fencing in on that property. And then the other thing is too the chain link fence that I'm removing from my other property is actually going to be used for um, the fence that we're going to put around the um, garden area for our biodigesters. Um, because at both properties we have animals, and um, you know they can they'll easily eat the plants and the vegetables and fruit plants, everything that we grow. So um, we're going to reuse that chain link fence for a different purpose, basically as a fence, but just as a barrier around our, um, you know, gardening and stuff to keep the animals out. So that's what I'm going to be doing. So I need to get outside, get to work, get as much done as I can today out there, and then pack everything up, load up the trailer, load up the skidster, and then travel across the island. And then tomorrow morning when I wake up, um, start cutting and removing all the chain link fence, start rolling it up, load it up. And then get ready to start doing that project. So always busy. Always, always busy. So anyway, guys, stay positive. Think outside the box and you'd be surprised what you can accomplish. Just got to push. You know, if you don't have something available to you, you don't have the money available to you. There's other options. Explore them. Think outside the box. You know, I didn't want to spend money on gravel and all that. So I'm using dirt that was available to me. Right. Just a quick example. So anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. See you guys on the next one.